0: Recently, Chinese Vice Premier Liu He has met with both the US Trade Representative Katherine Tai and Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen. This week, to get a debrief on how the Chinese government and media are looking at the meetings, we're on the line with our Chief Representative in Shanghai, Melinda Shu, From the US China Business Council in Washington, DC, I'm Ian Hutchinson, and this is the China Business Minute. Melinda Shu is our Chief Representative in Shanghai. Melinda, welcome back.
1: Hey Ian, yeah, nice to be back.
0: Alright, so Vice Premier Liu He has now met with both the USTR and the Treasury Secretary on the US side, so he's quite busy.
1: You're right. Apparently it's quite a busy time for the Vice Premier Liu He in the past few days.
0: And then how is Chinese media reporting on those calls then that that he's had with these two US officials?
1: The calls were more like introductory meetings. Um, you know, Under the original arrangement, U.S. and Chinese top negotiators were expected to hold talks every six months to review the deal's implementation. The last discussion between the two countries' negotiators took place in August 2020. Catherine Tai had a similar introductory calls with a number of her trade minister counterparts over the past few months. The call between Catherine Tai and Liu He apparently were long overdue. Nonetheless, such dialogues are generally positive in helping to improve domestic sentiment. We have noticed Xinhua, People's Daily, and a few others give quite positive coverage on the meetings. Xinhua reported that the top negotiators finally get reconnected and the ones acquired by economic and trade exchanges resumed. Xinhua and other state media reinforced um, the following four messages. First, video conferencing instead of phone calls. According to Tarano's a social media account uh, affiliated with Economic Daily, it says this was the first time that the two sides used video conferencing, which indicated a nice gesture and emphasized the importance of face-to-face communication between the top negotiators. Secondly, both sides called the exchange candid. Chinese Ministry of Commerce called the meeting with USTR pragmatic and constructive. Secretary Yellen's department said she also discussed, frankly, tackling issues of concern. So the Chinese press release mentions that both sides consider the development of bilateral trade to be very important. USTR office has also stated the importance of discussing the U.S.-China trade relationship, and Xinhua noted that the Chinese and U.S. wording is consistent in the direction of expression, indicating that both sides have a high degree of consensus. Economic and trade remains the ballast of U.S.-China relations. Tara notes, and Xinhua further states that The two calls have the same tone. Pragmatic problem-solving is the most important. It is a pragmatic move to make better use of the economic ties, which should have served as ballast to push forward the bilateral relations. Such expressions, I think, is quite significant. Um, We all know in the past few years, economy and trade, however, has become the friction of U.S.-China trade relations and how stable and heavy this ballast stone was, was questioned. Third, China characterized the two conversations as bearing an attitude of equality and mutual respect. This is also consistent with the message that China's top negotiators stated at the Anchorage meeting, which is, U.S. should stop speaking to China from a position of strength. And lastly, continued dialogue. The calls do not offer any concrete indication that an end to tariffs should be expected. However, Chinese media emphasize that both sides have made a sincere commitment to continue talks. We know that working-level officials have maintained a regular calls to review the Phase One deal, and um, I would expect more calls or other engagements in certain areas in the near future.
0: So, I mean, resuming calls is a good sign, but there's probably still a long way to go. It's not going to be easy. I mean, there, there's still a lot of issues in the bilateral relationship here.
1: I agree, Ian. Definitely a lot of challenges. Punitive tariffs have always been a concern for the Chinese government. In advance of um, last week's virtual meeting, working-level officials with the USTR office had a call with their Chinese counterparts. During the conversation, some sources noted that Chinese officials called on the U.S. to roll back remaining tariffs on Chinese products. In a recent meeting with West Minister Wang Shouwen, he also noted that there remain a few obstacles for Chinese exports to the U.S. He mentioned the U.S. exports to China now see little impact um, due to the tariff exclusion process. Therefore, tariffs for the U.S. exports reduced to around 7.5%. It is true that for U.S. CBC members, we have seen companies have been able to apply for tariff exclusions which helped to mitigate some of um, Chinese retaliatory tariffs. And Wang Shouwen also mentioned that, um, however, China's exports to the U.S. are still f- facing 20% tariffs, which led to a sharp decline in Chinese imports and significant changes in the types of goods American buy uh, traditionally from China. We've seen you know, the communication gear, furniture, and a few other goods now shifting to other countries. You know, it is also quite challenging for China to fully implement the phase one deal, um, with seven months to go and China is still falling behind on the targets. Um, however, in my conversations with Chinese um, you know, scholars and some government officials, um, many of them mentioned China will and have to fulfill its commitments at all costs. Um, This is also to show that China is a responsible country. On the U.S. side, um, there are also a lot of challenges and we have to recognize that phase one trade deal is important, but only part of a a complex um, relationship. Ambassador Catherine Tai has said the phase one trade deal should be seen in the context of the overall U.S.-China trade. The cause also came at a time when Joe Biden has sharply criticized China on human rights and has recently ordered um, U.S. intelligence agencies to investigate on the origin of um, the virus, which are some noises that would impact the uh, trade and economic talks. While the business community wouldn't like to step into politics, it seems challenging to separate trade and human rights and other national security um, issues. So I would, you know, believe that any um, optimism about a major reset of the trade relationship should be tempered.
0: All right. So I mean, going forward, what what do you see as kind of suggestions? Like, how how do you see the path forward?
1: Well, that's a very broad question. I would only offer my two humble sins. Um, first, I think we should. Uh, um, I think both sides should push forward results-oriented cooperation. Um, you know, specific and small-scale exchanges could help explore cooperation opportunities in areas such as climate, low carbon new energies, finance, pharmaceuticals, etc. Recently, it is reported that China Climate Change Envoy Xi Junhua and his U.S. counterpart John Kerry attended an online dialogue with mayors and governors of Shanghai, um, Jiangsu and Guangdong, as well as some government officials in the states, which I think is quite a pragmatic and, and positive uh, approach. And secondly, I would suggest um, both sides should be broaden cooperation scope, re-engage each other at multiple levels, especially resume exchanges at the sub-national level. There are 227 cities in China that have sister relations with states, according to Mofcom, and the exchanges and connections shouldn't be underestimated. You know, USCBC CBC Shanghai office, we have led multiple trips and engagement to expand connections um, with Chinese provincial government stakeholders across China to support our members. Um, And our U.S. team um, is also proactively engaging with state's government to facilitate the subnational cooperation. So I believe the power of small steps and commitment can be critical in achieving big goals. You know, we are on the ground here for you and would always welcome your outreach anytime.
0: Indeed. If members need to get in touch, they can find your email below in the show notes. So thank you very much for the roundup, Melinda. Thank you, Ian. Again, Melinda Xu is our chief representative in Shanghai the china business minute is a production of the u.s china business council and you can always learn more about the work that we do on our website uschina.org if you like the show please leave it a rating and review we'll help other people find it and if you have any questions feel free to reach out to me my email is i at uschina.org and as always thank you very much for listening and we'll be back next week